T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hi! Welcome into Fantasy Football Sunday. I am your host, Steven Serta. Thank you guys for joining me on 610 Sports Radio each and every Sunday morning at 9 a.m. It is bye week hell this week in fantasy football. We've got six teams on by the most by far of any week of the season. Uh, it does get better from here, though. The Broncos, Texans, Jags, Patriots, and Eagles, and the Washington R's all on by this week. Ton of very notable fantasy players. Luckily, that's going to open up the door a little bit. We've got a ton of value plays today. There's a lot of guys that we like, a lot of matchups that we like, a lot of sleepers that we're going to go through throughout the show. Protein House, eat with the purpose, text line 69306. Send in your lineup questions. I'll try to answer those all throughout the hour. Um, But pretty big here in Kansas City. Patrick Mahomes making his return today. He only missed two games. Chiefs going one and one in those two games that he missed Obviously, this is much anticipated, and it's a very favorable matchup against the Tennessee Titans. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I've just missed Patrick Mahomes. I've just missed watching him play football because I am a fan of special athletes, and he is about as special as it gets. So I'm very excited to see him. And we really haven't gotten, we only got that one game really where we had a chance to see him really connect with Tyreek Hill. And Tyreek Hill's been playing absolutely out of his mind coming off of a monster game against the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, But we've really only gotten that one game against the Houston Texans this season where we've gotten to see that Mahomes-Tyreek connection. So I think that's going to show up in full force today in a very favorable matchup. The Tennessee Titans just placed cornerback Malcolm Butler on IR. That's a huge blow to their defense. Uh, He's actually been much better this year after struggling for most of last season. Uh, So that's a big blow to their secondary. And their best cornerback, Adoree Jackson, has been Banged up all year. He's been playing through injury pretty much all season long. So it's a very favorable matchup for Tyreek Hill. Obviously, you're playing Travis Kelsey. I'm still a little weary of Damian Williams. I know he had the 91-yard touchdown last week, but I'm I'm still still scared of that. I'm still scared of LaShawn McCoy. I'm still afraid to just insert those guys into my lineup. And I'll talk about Nicole Hardman, uh, Sammy Watkins, and Demarcus Robinson a little bit later. But we've got a ton of matchups to get to, so let's spread the field. Spread the field. The Detroit Lions at the Chicago Bears. My write-up for this doesn't really matter anymore because uh, I did this research last night, and then this morning, Ian Rapport and Adam Schefter announced that the Detroit Lions doctors are not allowing Matthew Stafford to play today. Apparently, he's dealing with some broken bones in his back, and Matthew Stafford was going to try to play through it because he's just a badass, I guess. But... They are not going to let him play. That means Jeff Driscoll, the journeyman quarterback, will be the starter for the Lions today. And that really kind of muddies things up for Detroit. Like, I actually kind of liked this matchup for the Detroit passing game, even though that's the part. The Bears' defense isn't quite the same as it was last season. You know, they, they've been giving up a ton of work on, on the ground since they put Akeem Hicks on IR. They've really been struggling to stop opposing running backs. Luckily, Detroit Lions can't run the football at all. 
Uh, their running game is an absolute mess. So I, I'm a little worried about Kenny Galladay. I'm a little worried about Marvin Jones today. Uh, TJ Hawkinson was a very favorable play today. I know he's been disappointing, but in a tight end landscape where you're just happy if you get like 50 yards from the position, TJ Hawkinson was a viable player today because the Bears have been pretty brutal against opposing tight ends over the last month. Uh, but with no Matthew Stafford, I don't have any faith in Jeff Driscoll. I don't really want to play any of these Lions players today. To be completely honest, like I, I guess J.D. McKissick is still in play because, as I mentioned, it's a favorable matchup. The Bears' run defense hasn't been particularly good since they lost to Keem Hicks, and they've been pretty brutal against opposing pass-catching backs. So I think J.D. McKissick could still get a lot of those checkdowns from Jeff Driscoll. I don't really want to play anybody in this game. I, I, I suppose on the Bears side, you have to play David Montgomery, right? The Lions run defense has been pretty terrible all season long. David Montgomery coming off of back-to-back workhorse type games for the Chicago Bears. So I think he obviously has to be inserted into your lineup, but I'm certainly not playing Mitch Trubisky e- even in a favorable matchup because he's done absolutely nothing to prove to me that he can be reliable. Um, I wasn't going to play Allen Robinson, But now, in this particular situation, I think I am going to play Allen Robinson because of the opposing situation on the Lions' sideline. I think there's going to be some opportunity here for Allen Robinson, even coming off of a horrendous performance against one of the worst secondaries in the NFL, the Philadelphia Eagles, where he looked primed and ready to have a big breakout game, even with Mitch as his quarterback. He had one catch for six yards. I think that this game script is going to be favorable to him. So I think Allen Robinson could probably go into my lineup. Now the Baltimore Ravens at the Cincinnati Bengals. Mark Ingram has an incredible matchup against the sorry Cincinnati Bengals. They're bottom five in virtually every running back category. And that, that means even like Mark Ingram smash play today. Of course, that even means that I like Gus Edwards today. Uh, Because I think this is going to be a blowout. The Ravens have already played the Bengals this year, and they ran all over them. Lamar Jackson had a monster game against the Cincinnati Bengals. I think Gus Edwards is going to be in play today because I think that the Ravens are going to have an opportunity to get up big early. And then in the second half, I think we're going to see a lot of Gus Edwards. And so I think he's got potential to put up some fantasy points. I think he's a very, very good value play. Um, But you still play Mark Ingram, of course, but but if you if you're looking for that value guy on DFS, I think Gus Edwards is your dude. Um, Mark Andrews has really struggled since the beginning of the season when he looked like he was going to be an all world tight end. Uh, you know he's been dealing with injuries, and the Ravens are literally using three different tight ends, and they're all kind of splitting snaps evenly. So it's very frustrating for fantasy purposes. But I don't think you're going to go out and pick up Hayden Hurst or Nick Boyle. I think Mark Andrews still has to be the guy. He's still obviously the most talented tight end. And in a week where George Kittle likely out, he is doubtful for Monday night football against the Seattle Seahawks. Evan Ingram's already been rolled out for the Giants. I You probably don't have anybody better that you're going to start over Mark Andrews. So Mark Andrews still has to be in your lineup, as unfortunate as it is. I do actually like Hollywood Brown a lot this week. He's healthy now. He showed some flashes against New England last week. He got some opportunities. They looked like they were trying to get him involved in the offense. And Cincinnati is gets beat deep, like, a lot. Like, their pass defense on paper doesn't look as awful as it actually is just because they're so bad against opposing running backs. Everybody just runs the hell out of the ball against them. I think there's still going to be opportunity for Hollywood to get one over the top. 
I think he's going to be set up for a nice matchup today. Uh, I'm not starting any bangle against the Ravens. I think I'm kind of ready to cut my losses with A.J. Green. It was expected he was going to return this week, but then his ankle swelled up, and so he is not playing today. He was working out pregame. Supposedly, they're going to reassess uh, you know, on Monday and try hopefully try to get him healthy and get him involved, get him back into game action. But who knows? Who, who knows what's going to happen? Andy Dalton's not the starting quarterback anymore. Their offensive line's the worst offensive line in the NFL, and, and they should frankly just be in full-blown tank mode because as we saw last night in that LSU-Alabama game, Joe Burrow, Tua, they're going to be there at the top of the draft. Those are two quarterbacks I'd be happy taking if I was the Cincinnati Bengals. So I think that they just need to be in full-blown tank mode. Certainly not playing Joe Mixon, who's been absolutely awful this season. Um, and, and the Ravens, outside of that game against the Browns, where Nick Chubb just went off on them, the Ravens have been an incredible run defense. Uh, since they added Marcus Peters, they got Jimmy Smith back. They were dominant against the Patriots last week. That Ravens defense, which started the season slow, is going to be a top five defense in my mind down the back half of the season because that secondary is absolutely stacked. Buffalo Bills at the Cleveland Browns. Devin Singletary broke out last week. I did not play him. I, I should have, but I guess I believed Buffalo when they said they were going to keep starting Frank Gore. Devin Singletary actually got the start, and he was an absolute monster last week. Uh, so we're assuming he's going to get the work today. We're assuming he is going to be more involved than Frank Gore. Frank Gore's still getting opportunities. I think he still had like 10 touches last week. But if we're going against a bad Browns defense, then Devin Singletary's the guy that you want, I suppose. Josh Allen has multiple touchdowns in four straight games. The Browns secondary hasn't been as locked down as it should be with all the talent that they have, and they're still dealing with some injuries up front. Olivier Vernon not expected to play. Um, I think that Josh Allen is definitely in play for you today. I'm starting him in a couple of weeks because I've got I've gotten one league. I've got Carson Wentz and Deshaun Watson on by. So Josh Allen is my starting quarterback. Uh, John Brown's got at least four catches and 50 yards in every single game this season, but he hasn't really hit those explosive plays that you would like from a player like him. Might have an opportunity today, but he's essentially got a very safe floor, uh, but I'm not really sure about his ceiling because we haven't seen the ceiling yet. Uh, Baker's, of course, on the bench. I don't really want to start any Browns pass catchers, to be completely honest, because the Bills' pass defense is absolutely elite. Odell Beckham Jr. likely going to see Tredavious White. And I'm just done with Odell right now until I see something down the back half of the season that shows me, okay, he's getting an opportunity. We're turning this offense around. Our strategy is going to change. We're going to get him involved. We're going to force feed him the ball. I don't think you can start Odell Beckham. Like, he is a purely matchup-dependent player right now for this offense. And it's so, so frustrating because he's so incredibly talented. Kareem Hunt expected to be active. First game action in like a calendar year, right? But we know he's extremely talented. The problem is Nick Chubb is still in your lineup. Nick Chubb's been an absolutely incredible player. He's a fantastic running back, and I just don't see where the Browns are going to decide, okay, we've got to take a bunch of work away from Nick Chubb to get Kareem Hunt involved. I think Kareem Hunt's going to have that, uh, that Hilliard role, I guess, as a pass-catching running back. So I think he's a viable option, but I would like to see it first before I just assume that they're going to deploy him as a, you know, like like a 40% offensive snap player. Like I, I don't have faith in that just yet, and I don't have any faith in Freddie Kitchens. 
Uh, but the Bills' run defense is suspect, so I still think it's a great matchup for Nick Chubb. So I think he absolutely has to be in your lineup. Let's get to weather. Storm warnings with Steve. Should be a pretty nice day around the NFL today. Uh, there's no nothing really concerning, no real storms that we got to worry about, no real heavy wind games. So that shouldn't be a concern for your fantasy lineups. Actually, kind of nice. Should be a pretty nice day here in Kansas City and around the NFL for your fantasy football teams. Uh, we need to hit a quick timeout, but when we get back, your Arrowhead Pride Fantasy Locks of the Week. Fantasy Football Sunday with Steven Serta. Arrowhead Pride Fantasy Locks of the Week. Pete Sweeney here with your daily fantasy lineup for Sunday, November 10th. At quarterback, I have Kyler Murray, and I paired him with wide receiver Christian Kirk. My running backs, Devin Singletary and Christian McCaffrey. How could you not put McCaffrey in a lineup? My other wide receivers, Alex Erickson and Juju Smith-Schuster against the Rams. At tight end, TJ Hawkinson. My flex plays, Derrick Henry against the Kansas City Chiefs. And at defense, I have the New York Giants. The Arrowhead Pride tailgate comes to you at 10 a.m. as we preview the Chiefs and the Titans. We'll talk to you then. Nobody has your football needs covered quite like we do here at 610 Sports Radio, whether it's the Therese Paler Show every single Monday night at 6 p.m., the uh, Arrowhead Pride Radio every Wednesday night, and players only every Thursday, followed up by Jay Binkley with Rush the Field. You can also find the 435 Podcast Network on the Radio.com app. You can check out the podcast with me and Dusty Likens, Forced to Punt, where we go over each and every fantasy matchup every single week, including waiver wire ads, top plays. The the, the guys, we're, we're here to try to help you guys win your fantasy football leagues, try to help you win some cash. Um, you know, we, we just want you to listen to what we're putting out because nobody has your football needs covered quite like we do here at 610 Sports Radio. Go, Ryan, go. I think Latavius Murray has made a case to get more involved in the offense, and the Saints need to keep Alvin Kamara healthy. Kamara is going to return this week after the bye, missed a couple of games because of injury. Latavius Murray was absolutely incredible, rushing for over 200 yards and uh, three touchdowns in those two games. He was absolutely fantastic, and prior to that, he wasn't really involved in the offense at all. I think that they have to get him involved in the offense moving forward. And as I've mentioned, he's a goal line legend. I think he's going to have a bigger role moving forward. And I think the Saints know they have to keep him involved to keep Alvin Kamara healthy because this is the first season Alvin Kamara's really gotten that number one running back workload because he always had Mark Ingram before. So I think Latavius Murray is carving out a nice role for himself is a true goal line guy for the Saints. I think he's a guy that, depending on your matchup, can start moving into your lineup a little bit more frequently. Loud wrong. I went all in on Sam Darnold and Robbie Anderson uh, because they're playing the Miami Dolphins, and the Dolphins are actively trying to lose football games. What'd they do against that awful team? Sam had 260 yards, one touchdown, and one interception. Robbie had two catches for 33 yards. They gave the Dolphins their first win of the season, and the Jets have officially confirmed that they are just as bad as any team in the NFL in a lock for a top five pick. I will not risk messing with Sam Darnold again the rest of the season, unless you're like my guy on the text line, Protein LZ with Purpose Text Line 69306, who said he had Carson Wentz on by and Matthew Stafford, who is now not playing. I told him to pick up Sam Darnold, but I would not want to be in your position whatsoever. All birds. And, you know, 
there is a circumstance where I could wind up starting Sam Darnold, but I'm not doing it again this week. I got to see it first from old Sammy. But there is a ton of value in daily fantasy this week. Having six buys helps, but uh, I'm definitely taking some chances. Uh, I think that I can hit big with some of these guys. I love the value of Drew Brees going against the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, We know their secondary is absolutely brutal. I think Drew Brees is going to have an opportunity to really get it done today. I also love Marlon Mack against the Miami Dolphins. They're one of the worst run defense in the NFL. Even with Brian Hoyer as the starting quarterback, he was very serviceable last week. Uh, filling in for Jacoby Brissett. He'll be doing that again this week against one of the worst teams in the league. I think the Colts are going to be just fine. I think Marlon Mack's going to have a very good game. I already told you, I love Devin Singletary. Uh, I know Frank Gore's still going to have a role, but Devin Singletary, they were using him in the running game, passing game. He was highly involved. I think he's set up for a very good one again today. I also love Christian Kirk. Uh, it's, it's a good matchup on paper He's still getting a ton of targets, even though he's been a little disappointing as of late. He's still been the Cardinals' best wide receiver, and I think he's going to have an opportunity to get it done today. I also really like the value of a Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley has actually been a monster against the New Orleans Saints in the only two games that he's played against them, so I think he's going to have an opportunity. He's set up for a nice one today. Is Julio Jones going to see a lot of Marshawn Lattimore? I think Calvin Ridley in a very nice spot. I also love Golden Tate today. Golden Tate's been an absolute monster since returning to the lineup uh, for Daniel Jones. I think he's got an opportunity as well today. And I I don't want to go here, but I'm going to because I think he's going to have the opportunity. But Mike Jasicki of the Miami Dolphins, he's one of the better value plays of the week. Had a monster game last week. They placed Preston Williams on IR with a torn ACL. He is by far going to get the second most targets of any Miami Dolphin outside of Devontae Parker. I think he's going to have an opportunity to really have a nice game today. And I love Tyree Kill against the Tennessee Titans. They played, they put Malcolm Butler on IR this week. Dory Jackson's been banged up all season long. I think Tyreek with the return of Patrick Mahomes is going to the house multiple times today. I also love the Baltimore Ravens defense against the Cincinnati Bengals. Cincinnati Bengals absolutely awful as I mentioned. They are definitely in play for the number one overall pick in the NFL draft. Burn through a couple more matchups before we get out of here. The Kansas City Chiefs at the Tennessee Titans. Patrick Mahomes, of course, is returning today. He's going to have uh, going to have a brace, but it's described as kind of a smaller one that's not going to impact his mobility. Uh, and he actually did say this week at his press conference that he's going to wear the brace, but the idea is that eventually he'll be able to rehab his way out of it so he can he can, he won't have to wear it later on in the season and won't affect him in any way as i just mentioned titans place malcolm butler on ir this week adory jackson's been playing through injury all season long he's having kind of a down year uh tyreek hill's been a star since returning to the lineup whether it's patrick mahomes or matt moore throwing him the football tyreek hill set up for a very very nice matchup today uh travis kelsey of course is in your lineup you don't have a better tight end to put in over him and uh, with Mahomes at quarterback, I think Sammy is definitely in play today. He's going to have an opportunity. He got a ton of targets. Uh, he's been he's had a monster role in the offense, I- at least in terms of snap percentage, since returning from injury. Uh, so Sammy's definitely in play today. He's going to have a role. Um, I think the Chiefs running game, I think it's a little bit of fool's gold. I, I don't really want any part of it because outside of that 91 yard that Damian Williams broke off last week, he would have had another absolutely awful game on the ground. You know, I understand he broke off the run. It was it was an explosive play, and you want to see more of that, and hopefully you do see more of that going forward. But I still don't think their running game is reliable. But it is worth noting 
Titans are expected to be missing, or they might have actually, I think they actually already ruled him out. Jarrell Casey, who is their big run stuffing defensive tackle. Uh, their run defense does struggle when Jarrell Casey is not in the game. So there could be some opportunity there, but I'm not starting any Chiefs running back with any type of confidence. Derrick Henry going to be a very popular play this week because the Chiefs run defense overall still looks poor on paper, but it's been absolutely fantastic over the last three games, including holding Dalvin Cook to his second lowest output of the season. I don't trust Derrick Henry. I think that everyone's playing him, assuming that you can still run all over the Chiefs and he's just a lock for like 140 rushing yards today. I don't believe that to be the case. I think the Chiefs are going to try to get up big in this one early and they're going to force Ryan Tannehill to throw the ball a little bit. And Ryan Tannehill has actually been a pretty productive fantasy quarterback. So in a pinch with all the buys this week, I think Ryan Tannehill, even against a uh, what looks to be a good Chiefs pass defense, I think Ryan Tannehill is still in play because he's at least at the very – and what I expect to be a blowout, to be completely honest, I expect Ryan Tannehill to have an opportunity to get some garbage time touchdowns, and that means I kind of like A.J. Brown. Despite the Chiefs secondary being pretty good, uh, he's been uh, he's been getting a decent amount of targets, and he's finally working his way into a bigger role. He he had seventy percent of the offensive snaps last week. That was his biggest snap count of the entire season. AJ Brown, a very very talented player. Corey Davis is is hurt. I think he's not expected to play in this game. I think AJ Brown set up for a very nice role today. I've got him in multiple lineups. Johnu Smith also in play as the Chiefs give up. Quite a bit of action to tight ends. They haven't been giving up a ton of yards to the position, but they give up a ton of targets and they give up a ton of receptions. So there's some opportunity there at a uh, gross tight end market. Atlanta Falcons at the New Orleans Saints. Of course, you're playing Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas without question. Falcons' pass defense is giving up over 290 yards per game and three touchdowns per game over the last month. Breeze had nine touchdowns against uh, nine touchdowns against the Falcons last season. In two games against the Falcons, Drew Brees threw nine touchdowns. Uh, Jared Cook's supposed to be back. Falcons have been bad against tight ends, so I think that there's going to be some opportunity there. Latavius Murray, I would think, is going to get more work after two really good performances in the absence of Alvin Kamara. And I told you earlier this week on the podcast that I actually kind of like Ted Ginn. Uh, you know, Ted, Ted Ginn doesn't matter if Drew Brees isn't the quarterback. When Teddy Bridgewater is the starting quarterback for the Saints, Ted Ginn is an absolute non-factor. But when Drew Brees is the quarterback, he opens things up, and Ted Ginn is a viable dart throw guy to just get into your lineup at a discount and hope he just breaks off like a 70-yard touchdown because he's got that opportunity, and Drew Brees has shown time and time again he can do that when the matchup is right with Ted Ginn. Falcons secondary is actively trying to prove that they, not the New York Giants, are one of the worst secondaries in the NFL, and that includes the Dolphins, Jets, or Bengals. Like all of those teams are terrible against the pass. The Falcons secondary is giving all of those teams a run for their money. Um, so I, I don't think you have to play Ted Ginn, but I definitely have Drew Brees in multiple lineups, and I think Ted Ginn is a very, very good dart throw that could pay off. Uh, Matt Ryan back for the Atlanta Falcons. He's thrown for 300 yards in every game but one this season. So you obviously have to put Matt Ryan in your lineup. You can't run on the Saints. The, the, the Falcons aren't good at running anyways. Devontae Freeman has been rough this season, but they did just place Edo Smith on IR. So Devontae Freeman should get, you know, like 100% of the running back touches in this game. So there's at least going to be opportunity there. Uh, Julio Jones steps up against the Saints. Now, Marshawn Lattimore has been absolutely fantastic this season. But Julio Jones traditionally over the last several years has monster games against the Saints. So I think they're going to struggle to slow him down anyways. And Julio's too talented for you to even consider benching. Austin Hooper, been amazing. 
been been amazing all season long, so he's obviously in your lineup. I don't need to explain much about that. And Calvin Ridley scored four touchdowns in his two career games against the Saints last season, uh, so I actually like him today. He's another good value play. And as I mentioned, Devontae Freeman going to have some opportunity, so I guess give him a look, but I'm not doing it with any confidence. Um, we hit a quick break, but when we get back, caught up with my good friend Ben Heisler. Fantasy Football Sunday with Steven Serta. Welcome back into Fantasy Football Sunday. I am your host, Steven Serta. As always, at this time, each and every Sunday morning, we're joined by my good friend, Ben Heisler. Fantasy Advice with Benny Heist is brought to you by Response Genius. Visit ResponseGenius.com and improve your organization's email, digital, and direct marketing results. What's going on, Heist? What's going on, sir? A happy Sunday to you, and uh, a very happy Sunday to me with Matthew Stafford likely being out today. So maybe the Bears actually have a chance to go ahead and win a game. I was going to say, maybe there's there's an opportunity here. You know, Demont, that Lions run defense. They've got like five starting defensive linemen who are injured. Uh, there might actually be an opportunity today for your Bears. Yeah, wheels up for, for David Montgomery right now. And again, part of the reason is, the Bears have come to the realization that Mitchell Trubisky is just not going to be able to get any, anything done for them, despite Detroit's uh, both on the running side and on the passing side have been brutal this year, especially on the running side. You know, they were top five uh, in DVOA versus the run a season ago, and a lot of that was due to Snacks Harrison up front. And for whatever reason, the Lions have lost their mojo when it comes to being able to stop the run. Uh, and now you have somebody like David Montgomery who is finally getting a bunch of volume and carries. Uh, you know, he had 14 rushing attempts against Philadelphia, gotten to the end zone twice. Uh, before that against the Chargers, 27 carries. So it, it feels like this is an ideal time to run him, especially with the Bears being favorites at home. Uh, and maybe Mitchell Trubisky against the bad Lions secondary might be able to find some open receivers, and, and maybe Allen Robinson is able to take advantage. But uh, it's a real disappointment for Anybody that had Matthew Stafford, considering that he was finally uh, taking some more chances downfield. Kenny Galladay's been having a great season. Same thing with Marvin Jones. And, and even your guy, TJ Hawkinson, could have been in play, uh, but certainly probably now with uh, the Lions' backup. It just doesn't seem like it's an interesting play against the Bears' defense on the road. Yeah, it's definitely a tough one. I think I am taking Lions players out of my lineup. I do have Kenny Galladay in a couple of leagues. I might have to uh, rotate towards Allen Robinson and hope that uh, Mitch could actually get something going today. No kidding. And, and one catch for six yards against uh, Philadelphia's terrible secondary isn't going to get it done. But, I mean, if you look at some of the numbers previously, I, I think he had no less than seven targets over the course of each game. Uh, so I think Allen Robinson absolutely is in play. Yeah, before that, 7 16, 9, 7, 7, 7, and then 13 in that opening game against Green Bay. So I would imagine there's going to be a bit of a squeaky wheel there. And again, with uh, hopefully a solid run game, it opens up play action. And as long as Mitch can complete a pass, Bears should be fine today. So a big name running back, Kareem Hunt, uh, who is returning to action for the first time in. Uh... I don't know what, like a year since yeah. the, since the Chiefs cut him today. He is expected to be active for the Browns, returning from suspension. Um, obviously, he is. You know, last time we saw him, he was in the conversation for one of the five best running backs in the NFL. Obviously, an extremely talented player. Uh, the Browns are super disappointing, especially for me this season but uh Nick Chubb has been like the lone bright spot on that right. on that terrible offense that includes Odell Beckham Jr. 
Uh, I'm curious how you feel about Kareem Hunt because he's been stashed by a lot of people for the entire season. Guys expecting that that talent's going to show up, but I don't understand how you take carries and snaps away from Nick Chubb when he's been the one bright spot on that offense. Yeah, you can't. And I feel like the idea for anybody that was stashing Kareem Hunt was not because of him taking over the running back role. It was if you were a Nick Chubb owner and you're dealing with a volatile player that's had a serious injury history. And right now, if you look at the volume, Nick Chubb, from a usage perspective, is getting Christian McCaffrey, um, Saquon Barkley type of carry in this offense, Derrick Henry as well. Last three weeks for Nick Chubb, he's had at least 20 carries. Um, he's had he's had two touchdowns in the game against Seattle. He's going to get volume in this offense, and he's also getting opportunities in the passing game. Now, where I might see Kareem Hunt, at least initially this week, uh, is a little bit more involvement in the passing game, sort of taking on that Dontrell Hilliard role, which you know he's done a decent job with. But you know, it's a massive upgrade going from Chubb to Kareem Hunt. Uh, and the other factor here is, is that you know this is somebody we've seen all year, sort of that there are opportunities for handcuffs to really come in and be successful. And the perfect case in point is Latavius Murray with the New Orleans Saints. He came in with Alvin Kamara out and just flat-out dominated, had um, you know, over 200 yards or had over 100 yards uh, in the two games that he played, 27 carries, 119 yards, and two touchdowns against the Bears. Followed that up with 21, 102, and one touchdown against Arizona. Uh, and now he's sort of solidified himself as probably getting a larger role moving forward. So if you're a Nick Chubb owner and you haven't prioritized getting Kareem Hunt, maybe there's a chance that, he, that he's still sitting around on your waiver wire. Pick him up because if anything does happen to Nick Chubb, you know that the volume for Kareem Hunt is going to be sky high and a guy that could possibly win you your league. Yeah, I mean, we, we've seen it before, Kareem Hunt. Led the NFL in rushing yards his rookie season. He's obviously an extremely, extremely talented player. Uh, I just want to see his role first before I'm willing to just put him in there because I don't have any faith in the Browns offense, and I don't have any faith in Freddie Kitchens, who is straight up just like, you know, play calling's kind of hard. I'm kind of struggling with that this year. Yeah, I, I think that's perfectly reasonable. And the frustrating part, too, is that they have a fantastic play caller, uh, the guy that was with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last year and Todd Monken just sitting there waiting for an opportunity to be able to go. So at some point, Freddie Kitchens, and the way things are going, he's probably not going to make it back for a second year. You might want to take a risk and, and let Todd Monken start calling some plays if it helps you keep your job. So I don't know what they're waiting on. I'd be interested to see how Odell Beckham is going to be uh, covered in this game because he's likely going to be shadowed by Tredavious White. Jarvis Landry's gotten a bunch of targets over the last few weeks, but you know, Jarvis Landry is empty calories. You know, you're just waiting for him to eventually get into the end zone, uh, and it doesn't seem to happen. I know he scored last week, but um, you know it's, this is going to be a weird game, Buffalo and Cleveland, and I feel like it's going to be dominated uh, by the running game for Cleveland because that's what's kept them in games this year. Yeah, and I don't. I have Odell Beckham in multiple leagues. I am just benching him. Like, I, I talked about it a couple of weeks ago. Like he is a fully matchup dependent player now, which is absolutely crazy because I, he's he's done a little bit with the opportunity that he's been presented, but that that offense is just a dumpster fire, and I, I don't want anything to do with it outside of the running game. Are you buying into them turning things around in the second half, knowing that the schedule starts to ease up a little bit? Not really, uh, be because Freddie hasn't shown me anything to prove that he's going to get better. And, yeah, if he gives up the play calling, sure, 
But I have zero faith in Freddie Kitchens right now. And Baker is just as frustrating as any player in fantasy football. Like, like we're past the point of Baker Mayfield being a starting quarterback in your lineup, but you just want to see signs of him improving, and no, no one on that offense seems to be improving in any way. That's perfectly reasonable. I just look at their schedule ahead, and granted they have two games against Pittsburgh in the next three weeks, but sandwiched in between them is a game against Miami, followed by a game in the first round of the fantasy playoffs against against Cincinnati, and then on the road at Arizona in Week 15. Now they have to be home against Baltimore in Week 16. So they're all winnable matchups for Cleveland, and especially Weeks 14 and 15 in the fantasy playoffs. You couldn't ask for better matchups uh, for Cleveland. But at some point, you're right, Kitchens has to start proving himself. Patrick Mahomes making his much-anticipated return today against the Tennessee Titans. I I would assume that I speak for you when I say I've just missed watching Patrick Mahomes play football, so I'm really excited just about that. Uh, But I'm curious where you kind of land on some of these other Chiefs players because Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey seem like they might be the only viable starting options for this offense right now. And I guess Sammy Watkins, who is still getting volume since he's returned from injury, uh, but like McCole Hardman, um, a Demarcus Robinson, and the Chiefs running backs, like even with Patrick Mahomes, I think I'm staying away from those guys. Yeah, I, I think that's perfectly reasonable, and it stinks because you know that McCole Hardman is a threat anytime he's on the field. I just look at his snap count and I say to myself, like, can I trust this guy to be able to start him when he's you know maybe playing 15 to 20 percent of the snaps? I'd rather have guys that I know that have consistent volume, and that's Tyreek Hill, that's Travis Kelsey. Um, and even with the running back spot, you know, one week by the time we finally think we figured it out, Andy Reid goes and, and pivots. You know, one thing could happen with Damian Williams today. He might get nine carries for, for 16 yards. Then all of a sudden, LaShawn McCoy breaks off a 35-yard run, and he's the guy the rest of the way. You know, I've said between the two of them, the guy that I trust most is Damian Williams because he's had the more consistent volume in the passing game as a running back, but I certainly don't trust who he's going to go to on a week-in, week-out basis. I feel like if you have one of those guys, you can probably start him, but then again, Tennessee's also very good against the run, so if it comes to this matchup, I love Mahomes this week. Uh, Malcolm Butler is injured. Adoree Jackson is hurt as well. Titans ranked, I believe, 11th in explosive pass rate this year. So Mahomes, Tyreek, Travis Kelsey, all of them very much in play. Uh, maybe if you're playing in daily, you could run it back with, uh, with A.J. Brown this week. Uh, to try and get some opportunity. I know everyone's going to want to run towards Derrick Henry, but the Chiefs the last three weeks have gone from averaging uh, over 150 yards per game on the rushing side on defense uh, to just over 80. So that's a substantial difference of about 70 yards. And, and granted, it's Chris Jones coming back in and you know a couple other statistical elements as well, but they've really shored up their, their running ability uh, on the other side against them. Yeah, I don't have as much faith as a lot of people in Derrick Henry this week. You know, As I've been kind of combing the fantasy landscape, I feel like a lot of people are just looking at the overall sample size for the Chiefs and not looking at the last three games where their run defense has been significantly improved. I think they're going to find a way to slow down Derrick Henry. And I, I think that, yeah, like the, those explosive plays, I think the Chiefs are going to be able to do that today with Patrick Mahomes. So I would expect Ryan Tannehill to have to throw a lot. And so I, I actually kind of like a guy like A.J. Brown against the Chiefs. I know their pass defense has been underrated this season. Yep. But I think that the Titans are going to have to throw the football to try to keep up with this offense. I agree with you. And I think if you're looking for another sneaky play, maybe the Kansas City defense uh, is certainly in play. They continue to get pressure on the quarterback. They've had a couple takeaways in their last few games. Ryan Tannehill has either been very good or very bad. 
Um, you know, he's had multiple games, two of the last three games with over 300 yards passing, uh, has gotten uh, thrown for six touchdowns in the last two games. But the last game against Carolina, one touchdown, two interceptions. So he can still turn the ball over. He has four interceptions uh, in the games that he's played so far for Tennessee. And Kansas City, if they get enough pressure on him, should be able to pick him off a couple times. Real quick before we get out of here, who's your favorite sleeper today? Oh, there's there's a lot of guys that I'm really intrigued by. I, I'm big into Danny Dimes this week, and I think you can pair him with Darius Slayton going up against the Jets, running back with Jamison Crowder, who, who's facing up against one of the worst nickel corners in the NFL. That, that Giants-Jets game today has a little bit of sneaky fantasy uh, blow-up spots. So uh, those are matchups that I'm really intrigued by this week. I, I think there's a lot of intriguing plays. Uh, but, yeah, I'd say probably Darius Slayton, Danny Dimes, uh, and Jamison Crowder are all guys that I really like this week. Oh, and then one other one. Um, you can tell me if you think he's a sleeper or not, but I, I just feel like with all the love for Kenyon Drake, with everybody moving away from David Johnson, uh, I, I think with him being back in the lineup, nobody is going to play him in daily this week. And even though the price tag is really good for him, people are just concerned about what the volume is going to be, what the opportunity is going to be. And they're starting to move him more into the slot as a pass catcher. And the thing is, I'd rather have David Johnson playing as a pass catcher against Tampa Bay, who's been one of the worst pass defenses and a funnel defense in the NFL, versus trying to run against them where they've been top five all year. So the matchup actually works out in David Johnson's favor, and I think he can take advantage of a lot of mismatches in the slot and probably catch a couple touchdowns today. I'm totally with you on David Johnson. I absolutely love that play because they have been working him out this week as a receiver, so I think they're going to try to get both those guys on the field at the same time. I think that 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 role is very well suited for David Johnson, so I actually like him a lot. But uh, follow him on Twitter, at Benny Heist. Thank you very much, Ben. We'll catch up with you next week. All right, sir. Always good, my friend. Over the top. I already talked about him, but as I think about it even more, I'm kind of falling in love with the pick even more. I, I really, really like Ted Ginn today against the Atlanta Falcons. I think that the value is obviously there. They're one of the worst secondaries in the NFL, and he's genuinely got a chance to go to the house with Drew Brees as his quarterback. I think Drew Brees, I already mentioned it, through nine touchdowns in two games against the Atlanta Falcons. I think Ted Ginn finds the end zone today. I think Ted Ginn is a guy that if you are like myself in one league where I am a very wide receiver needy team because I've got Cortland Sutton and DJ Shark on by who have both been incredible fantasy players this, this season. I think Ted Ginn's a guy you can go out and pick up right now and put in your lineup. And I think he's set up for a good game today. I, I think Ted Ginn's a guy that in your daily lineup, absolutely. He's got an opportunity to produce. Going to hit a quick timeout, but when we get back our top off player of the week, Fantasy Football Sunday with Steven Serta. Protein Housey with a purpose text line 69306. Send me in your last minute lineup questions. I'll try to answer those before we get out of here. The Arrowhead Pride tailgate coming up in just a little over 10 minutes with Pete Sweeney and Kent Swanson. They will get you covered before the much-anticipated return of Patrick Mahomes taking on the Tennessee Titans today. There's a lot of Chiefs fans down in Nashville, so it uh, should be a good game. Hopefully the uh, Chiefs get the W, and we're uh, hopefully Patrick Mahomes goes out and balls out for everybody's fantasy football teams. That's, what's re- that's what we all want to see. That's what I need in multiple lineups, to be completely honest. I got Tyree Kill and a lot of fantasy football lineups. Let's get to our top-off player of the week. Top off player of the week. 
I'm really into Hollywood Brown this week. Like, I'm really into Ted Ginn, too, but I really like Hollywood Brown. Uh, had some flashes last week against New England, making his way back from injury. I know Cincinnati looks decent on paper against the pass, but really it's just because they're awful against the run. Nobody really passes against them because they just don't have to because they're just an awful football team. Uh, but I think that they're going to get Hollywood Brown involved this week the way they tried to get him involved against the Patriots last week. Like, they utilized him in multiple ways just to try to get him touches, and he looks like he's finally healthy coming off the injury. So I think that he's going to have an opportunity today. I really like him to potentially catch at least one long ball from Lamar Jackson. I think he's a guy that you can put into your lineup and hopefully put into your lineup with confidence today. Soft hands catch. Smith, four-time Pro Bowler, showing you why. Another fake. Moore all day. Going to let it fly. Going for Tyreek Hill. He's got it. Touchdown, Kansas City. It goes without saying Tyreek Hill is a superstar caliber player, and obviously he's in your fantasy lineup each and every week. Um, but the he, he is proving so far in his you know four games since returning from injury that he is one of the five best wide receivers in football. He's not just this big play, deep threat guy. Like Tyreek Hill can do everything that you want a superstar caliber wide receiver to do. Since returning, he's averaging over 80 yards and a touchdown per game since his return. He is the third scoring fantasy wide receiver since returning to game action. And if he if he had all of that compiled over a 16-game regular season where he played in every single game, he would essentially be matching his numbers from last season, and he would have even more touchdowns than he had last season. He is a superstar caliber player that goes in your lineup each and every week Without question. Doesn't even matter if Patrick Mahomes is playing. New York Giants at the New York Jets. Sam Darnold, I guess, is in play this week. I, I I went all in on him last week against the Dolphins. He was absolutely awful, so I'm not really signing off on him this week. But, of course, there are circumstances where you might not have a choice and you just got to take, take a chance on Sam Darnold. Uh, Giants defense gives up the most yards per attempt. Literally everyone passes on the Giants, so that means Robbie Anderson and Jamison Crowder are there for your consideration, but Darnold proved last week the Jets are just genuinely one of the four or five worst teams in the NFL. So I don't start any of those players with any confidence, but it is a plus matchup on paper for them. Le'Veon Bell should be in your lineup, assuming he's playing. Um, he, he announced on Twitter last night that he was going to play, so I think that he's in your lineup. And... I don't want to start Chris Herndon, who is expected to make his season debut today. They had him active for whatever reason last week and then just didn't play him at all. But I think he's going to be active. The Giants have actually been pretty good against opposing tight ends. But if you're a George Kittle owner and Chris Herndon's out there, uh, there's not many guys you're going to find with more upside this late in the game. So I think Herndon is a possibility for your lineup. Uh I thought about adding Daniel Jones this week against the Jets. Jets defense has been torched by Gardner Minshew and Ryan Fitzmagic over the last two games. They just put uh, they just put one of their best cornerbacks on IR, and they're just an awful team. I, I think Daniel Jones has another big game this week. Saquon, of course, is in your lineup, but I love Golden Tate. He's averaging nine targets per game, and he's been fantastic since returning. I also like Darius Slayton this week. He's not getting a ton of targets, but they don't have Evan Ingram. They don't have Sterling Shepard. Daniel Jones has shown that he likes Slayton, and he's gonna and he's gonna get an opportunity today against the secondary. And the Jets have been burned by speed guys. And Darius Slayton's a guy who can burn you deep. 
Uh, the Arizona Cardinals at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Christian Kirk still getting a lot of targets despite a bad week last week against the Niners. The Bucs have given up 10 wide receiver touchdowns in the last five games. I really like Christian Kirk today as he's still getting a ton of volume from Kyler Murray. And I love Kyler as well. Uh, Dusty Likens is right about the fact that the Bucs just happen to be in entertaining games every week because they can't stop anyone in the passing game. So I think Larry Fitzgerald also in play today. He's been pretty bad this season. You know, he, he looked like having Kyler Murray at the beginning of the season. It looked like Larry Fitz was still going to be a viable guy in fantasy football but he's been pretty brutal. So he's not a guy that you want to start on a weekly basis, but against this secondary, I think he's going to have a chance today. David Johnson ex- expected to play. They're still trying to find ways to get him and Kenyon Drake on the field at the same time. They said this week that they were moving David Johnson into the slot as a wide receiver a lot. I think Johnson's still in play. I think Kenyon Drake is still potentially in play, but the Bucks' run defense is actually one of the three best run defenses in the NFL. They've been fantastic all season long. So I like the receiving ability there of these running backs, but don't expect much on the ground. Of course, you play Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Cardinals have been pretty bad against slot wide receivers specifically, so I think Godwin, who comes from the slot a majority of the time, has a real opportunity to have a bounce-back game after after having a couple of slow weeks due to the fact that Mike Evans has just been going absolutely off. I think Godwin bounces back today. O.J. Howard expected to be back maybe he gets involved. And again, I mean, you, you're at this point with the tight end, you're just looking for anybody who's got any type of opportunity. Ronald Jones is supposed to be the starter, so he's going to have some type of opportunity today. Jones had 20 touches last week, and the Cardinals' run defense isn't particularly good. Miami Dolphins at the Indianapolis Colts. Colts secondary is actually very good. So uh, don't, don't get cute and take a chance on Ryan Fitzpatrick. I, I, I don't trust him at all. Devontae Parker has been good, but it's a tough game, so I don't really want to play him. You aren't starting Kalen Balazs. There's just no chance of that. He's probably the worst starting running back in the NFL. Uh, Mike Jasicki is intriguing, coming off the best game of his career. He's going to get a lot of targets with Preston Williams going to IR with a torn ACL. Miami allows the most rushing attempts in yards to opposing running backs. Marlon Mack is an absolute workhorse. Should be in a really, really good spot this week. Marlon Mack, one of my favorite starts of the week. Uh, not sure who the QB is going to be. Well, or actually, we do know now Jacoby Brissett is not going to play in this game. So Brian Hoyer will be the starting quarterback. They do not have T.Y. Hilton. They do not have Paris Campbell. Uh, Zach Pascal should be the favored wide receiver this week, and he scored three times in the last three games. So I do like Zach Pascal a lot. And I like Eric Ebron and Jack Doyle because I think they're going to get an opportunity against a bad Miami Dolphins team uh, when they've got two of their top wide receivers on the bench. Uh, the Carolina Panthers at the Green Bay Packers. Of course, Christian McCaffrey's in your lineup. Kyle Allen, uh, he's going to be the starter moving forward as the Panthers officially place Cam Newton on IR, uh, but he's not a guy you need to own on your fantasy team. DJ Moore getting a lot of volume. He's got a safe floor, uh, but he, he's not a he's not a, a, a boom guy. Like he, he's got, He'll get you that safe yardage amount, those safe targets, but if you need points bad, DJ Moore's not a guy that I'm actively seeking out to be in my lineup and Curtis Samuel he is that big play guy and you can beat the Packers deep so Curtis Samuel while he hasn't been that productive recently he's a guy that I kind of want to take a chance on today over a DJ Moore and Greg Olson's been absolutely brutal I'm not playing him at all he hasn't done anything in the last five games uh Aaron Rodgers had a weird game last week but I think he's going to bounce back the Panthers pass defense 
once looked like it was formidable this season, but they've been getting burned over the last three games. I think Rodgers will be fine today. Devontae Adams didn't do much in his return, but he did have 11 targets, so obviously the opportunity's there for his star wide receiver. The production's coming. Jimmy Graham, tough matchup. I don't like him. I do love Aaron Jones. The Panthers have been awful against opposing rushers over the last month, giving up 5.8 yards per carry. I think Aaron Jones in a very, very good game today. Jamal Williams also has a receiving touchdown in four straight games, so I think Jamal Williams is a guy you can put in your lineup today. The Rams at the Steelers. Jared Goff's home road splits are a real issue. Steelers defense has been very good since adding Minka Fitzpatrick. I don't want to play Jared Goff, to be completely honest, but you certainly can't afford to bench Cooper Cup, who's been one of the five best receivers in fantasy football this season. Steelers defense, uh, while strong, is bad against opposing slot wide receivers, so I still think Cooper Cup in a very good spot. Uh, Robert Woods has been absolutely awful this season. I'm not playing him. Todd Gurley is probably in your lineup, but only one running back. His top 79 rushing yards against the Steelers this season. They've only given up four rushing touchdowns all year. Absolutely brutal matchup. But I do like Gerald Everett, and I do like Josh Reynolds. I think they're going to have opportunities today with no Brandon Cooks. Uh, no James Conner in this game. Jalen Samuels gets a start. and He's a, he's a pass-catching monster. I, I think he's going to get a ton of that work. And Benny Snell and Trey Edmonds are both out in this game as well. Jalen Samuels should get like 95% of the running back touches in this game for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And he had a monster receiving game, so I think he's going to have an opportunity, especially in PPR formats, to really do some damage today. Deontay Johnson, Juju Smith-Schuster, Vance McDonald, uh, not not really interested in playing any of them, but Vance McDonald did score last week, so he, he could be a viable option. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings at the Dallas Cowboys. No Adam Thielen in this game. That hurts the Vikings, obviously. Cowboys are going to sell out to slow down Dalvin Cook, and the Cowboys have only given up one big game to an opposing running back all season long. It was against Aaron Jones. Uh, obviously, you can't afford to bench Dalvin Cook, but maybe it's another slow game for him. Uh, I think you have to bench Kirk Cousins with no Adam Thielen. Stephon Diggs, also a tough matchup. Cowboys secondary is very good. They've only allowed two wide receiver touchdowns in the last month. Zeke, of course, in your lineup. Linville Joseph, questionable for the Vikings. That could mean great things for Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, and I, I still like Dak Prescott, Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup. The Vikings secondary, as we saw last week against Matt Moore, just isn't what it used to be. San Francisco 49ers for Seattle Seahawks. Start Russell, even in a tough matchup. I still trust him. Still trust, trust Tyler Lockett. Love Tevin Coleman in this game. And I actually like Jimmy G, even with no George Kittle. I think he's still going to throw the ball. They're working him into that offense. Very nice. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Arrowhead Pride Tailgate coming up next with Pete Sweeney and Ken Swanson. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.